the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along for the Friday edition of The Ride Home. A gorgeous weekend ahead. Hot one at that. Kath, good to see you. Weekend plans? I have a ton of weekend plans. It's Pittsburgh Restaurant Week. Yes. So we'll be talking about that mm-hmm. as today's show unfolds. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we have a Friday feature coming up at 5.30. Big fun for the weekend. Yep. And um, it's National Tell-A-Joke Day. Yes. Uh, why do melons have weddings? Uh, why do melons? Yes. I don't know why do melons have weddings. Because they can't elope. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? What do you call cheese that isn't yours? I don't know what nacho cheese. <laughs> what happens when you go to the bathroom in France? <laughs> I've never gone to the bathroom in France. So I don't know. European. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why did the bike fall over? Tell me why. I was too tired. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, this is going to be a really stupid day yeah. of humor. There's a reason we don't have a career in stand-up. Exactly. I'll tell you that. That's exactly. all. Exactly. Exactly. Those are pretty good, though. I mean, I like those off the bat. Yeah. I mean, when your kids were little, didn't you love that? You know, we had like books and books of jokes. Just really bad, you know. Yeah, but they're so terrible. Jokes. Kids and think they're hysterical. I know, but and, and you're a hero. And then the kid has to read them for like hours at it. a time. Yeah. And it's physically painful. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right, so speaking of having to keep a sense of humor, uh, tell me about Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, uh, three years ago, Colin Kaepernick uh, began his protests of uh, police violence and racial injustice during the national anthem before NFL games where the uh, 49ers quarterback would take a a form of a silent, peaceful protest by taking a knee. Uh, The ongoing protest, of course, led to criticism from the NFL, the fans. Kaepernick has remained unsigned for more than two years now. Uh, He is a a, a Nike spokesperson taking that um, protest to the bank. Mm -hmm. He's posted on Instagram a video today reflecting on the demonstrations. He says, quote, today marks the three-year anniversary of the first time that I protested systematic oppression. He said, um, I continue to work and stand with the people in our fight for liberation, despite those who are trying to erase the movement. The movement has always lived with the people. All right. Three years. First off, I can't believe it's been three years. Yeah. Second of all, I'm great with any movement that has to do with racial equality. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm all behind it. You've got a right to protest. I, certainly right, there is an equity. Right. And I think that NFL players had a right to protest. Sure. So, you know, I'm okay with it. But the fact that he has banked this to the ultimate and the fact that somehow he's portrayed himself as some kind of martyr, like he'd be starting on an NFL team if it wasn't for this, is just crazy. Yeah. I mean, he was he went to one Super Bowl. He didn't perform well. Things weren't going smoothly before any of this started career-wise. Right. So yeah. I get the fact if he wants to stand up for something, great. I think that's awesome. The fact that he's making it out that he was Tom Brady and his you know career was sidelined because he was so altruistic is 
a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, I'll agree with all that. And certainly, you know, as a Nike sports, a spokesperson, he'll make a lot more money there than he would ever make in the NFL. There's no doubt about that. Now, isn't that weird? Well, I mean, it's don't it's you, just like, the state of where we are. In America. I mean, look, it wasn't like, you know, a Rosa Park was, you know, signed to a, you know, some sort of an agreement with a, a I know, that's what I mean. So it cheapens the idea to me. Well, I, I don't know if it cheapens the idea. I think it gives them a wider platform, right? Well, it right. gives them a wider platform, but it also introduces monetary gain into it, which takes the altruism out of it. That's America in it 2019. Is. I'm not just that's trying to pick is. on Colin Kaepernick. I'm saying that's the no. case for every – I just – I'm in a bad place with social media today. Yeah, well, I you just should am. be because just, it is a bad place to be. It is. I just, if you live there, I you work like there, you know it. it's poisoned all of us. And it doesn't matter what your cause is or what your background is or whatever it is, it just seems like with the advent of social media and with giving each one of us a soapbox and a platform, we've introduced the idea of economic gain into whatever we think is the right thing. I believe, though, It messes us up. But don't you think that people who do not engage in social media are healthier? Spiritually, physically, psychologically. Um, I got to be honest, I didn't until today and after. I think it's true. Uh, yeah. Do you have family members? We have family members oh, yeah. who refuse to yes. do it. And I look at those and I go, they're better off than I look am. Look how happy they are. Yeah, they are. Because they're oblivious to all the rancor, all the ugliness, all the vitriol that goes on every second of every minute of every day on social media. So what's the point? What is the point, Kath? I don't know, John, but yeah, I still what is sure would like to stay connected to you guys. Do you have a knock-knock knock joke about social media? Uh, I don't have a knock-knock knock joke about speci- uh, social media, but I did have another one that I liked. Um why don't they play poker in the jungle? Why, why don't There's they? Too many cheetahs? Hey, how does a penguin build its house? <laughs> I don't know. It glues it together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Good. Back here for the buffet later on this evening. All right. Coming up. Oh, no, wait. Before we do that. Oh. I almost forgot to tell you. Holy smokes. Your weekend has begun. It's some indeterminate time after the four o'clock hour. All is right and well on this Friday afternoon. I love this song. Because what are you going to do if you really don't want to dance? Yeah. Hey, there's an Earth, Wind, and Fire tribute band in Bloomfield this week. Yeah, except that this is an Earth, Wind, and Fire. Well, it's, you know, of the yeah. vein, which yeah, made okay. me think about it. That's all. Hey, we got a lot more ahead, so stick around. Uh, in a few minutes, we're going to talk about movies and uh, government interference in Hollywood. Or is it? Alyssa Wilkinson from Vox talks about that next. Stick around. 101.5 WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. Now just remember, people, five minutes ago, Joseph was in prison. You know, the climb to the top for Joseph was slow in terms of time, but he didn't have to go through many positions on the way up the ladder, did he? He went from clear to the bottom, clear to the top in one day. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, God Bent It for Good, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. Hey, now that it's August, we're thinking about different things than we were four weeks ago. I mean, maybe a month ago you were thinking about your vacation or, you know, what are you going to take to the beach or, you know, all the things that you're going to check off your summer bucket list. Now you're thinking, okay, school's right around the corner. There's a lot of things that I have to put on my to-do list that I can hopefully check off in the next three or four weeks. Well, if you've got a child who's just starting high school, or maybe you've got a, a child who's further along in high school, maybe a junior, you're really starting to think about college. Maybe you're starting to ask that question. Maybe you're starting to say, hey, okay, is there a faith-based school 
that's going to train my child well enough that he or she's going to be able to compete in this type of job market? Or you're saying, you know, is there a Christian school that's going to not just be the academic part, but is also going to shepherd my child's faith so that when they graduate, they're going to be not just a mature student, but they're going to be a mature person. Well, listen, I can tell you that I've spent a lot of time at Grove City College over the last couple of years. My daughter's a student there. And Grove City, truly, for our family, has checked off each one of those boxes. It is a demanding place academically, but it also is a place that takes very seriously the molding and shaping of Christian students. So if you want more information about what it might look like to have your child in a place like Grove City, look them up online, gcc.edu. This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our commercials. You may have seen one there on TV occasionally. And speaking of motorcycle insurance rates, did you know that our basic motorcycle policies start at just $75 a year? And speaking of speaking of insurance, I just love... And this is how that same commercial sounds on your motorcycle. Yep, everything's better on a bike. Progressive keeps you on yours. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Gorgeous day here in western Pennsylvania. It is actually fabulous drive-in movie weather. Oh, gosh. Go to the drive-in. And there's some good movies out there that you would enjoy. If yeah, you except that it's, you're not going to be able to see them because the... The video quality is terrible, and you're not going to be able to hear it because the whole thing with the radio doesn't always work. That's wrong. That was totally wrong. And plus, you're going to be sleeping because no, it's so late. So negative. The driving is like this fabulous experience. You sit up there on a summer night, put a little bug spray on. I start nodding off just thinking about Chips it. and salsa. Remember really when great. we went last summer? Yeah. Remember? I made it, what? 15 minutes into the first film, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're taking some uh, Tylenol PM. I am very tired. Mm-hmm. Alyssa Wilkinson is with us. Alyssa joins us as the film critic from the from Vox. She also has appeared in major publications, the Rolling, Rolling Stone, Washington Post, RogerEbert.com. Alyssa is also associate professor of English and Humanities at the King's College in New York City. She is co-author of uh, How to Survive the Apocalypse, Zombies, Cylons, Faith, and Politics at the End of the World. Alyssa, welcome back to the show. Happy, happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you as well. Thank you. Happy to be here. All right, Alyssa, before we talk about what's new in the theaters, let's talk about The Hunt. Now, this was a a project scheduled for late September release by Universal Pictures, but they've decided to indefinitely postpone it. Let's talk about the premise. Sure. So there's quite a bit going on here, um, mostly because the only thing anyone's seen from this film is the trailer. Um, The setup is that there's a group of people who are kind of coded as like globalist elites is the phrase that's been used, um, who have a sport of hunting down people who uh, expressed maybe what we might call un-PC opinions um, in public. And so the original title of the project was not very subtle. It was, uh, I believe, Blue State versus Red State. So it was clear kind of 
what the setup was going to be. Um, this is a screenplay by Damon Lindelof, who um, you know is probably best known as the showrunner for Lost, um, and also uh, wrote The Leftovers, the Leftovers right? which was yeah, a really wonderful show on HBO. So I think it's pretty clear from the outset that this is not probably, you know, it's obviously a movie where there's a twist or two that are about to go on. But the trailer, of course, isn't going to give away the twist. So that's the trailer that people saw, that this was the, the setup for the idea. Of course, this is sort of based on a very old story that keeps getting retold in different forms where rich people hunt people who they deem to be less than human for sport. And then, you know, lessons are learned. So it's the kind of story that's been told before. Um, but... You know that that's that's basically what happens, and so of course this got a lot of people upset. As right. So the film was scheduled for release in a couple of months. Alyssa, is that true? Yeah, it was scheduled for the end of September. And so the producers and the film uh, distribution people they got anxious, uh, especially after what happened in El Paso and uh, Dayton. They thought uh, there's some political wrangling here. We might have to jump through. Best to set it aside for for now. Is that right? Well, a few things happened before that. So first of all, there was a, a segment of um, liberal-leaning Twitterers who um, were very upset about it because of the gun violence and also because they felt that it might be painting in broad strokes things that maybe aren't broad strokes, um, you know, who people are based on their politics, that sort of thing. Um, and then it got picked up by people on the right who similarly had you know, some concerns um, and said that it was a movie about hunting, you know, quote unquote, red staters for sport. Now, again, nobody has seen the movie, so nobody actually knows what the movie's message is or who gets, you know, sort of punished in the film or any of those things. But that's what happened. Eventually, the president tweeted about it, um, as he likes to do. And the next day, uh, yeah, Universal canceled it. Hmm. Wow. All right. So... You know, I can see this from a couple different perspectives. You know, I get the left-leaning perspective that do we really need a movie about, you know, Americans hunting each other with guns? You know, I, I get that. Uh, I very much get that. Um, on the other hand, it is, it's hard to look at a government official, whether it's a president or a high-level member of Congress or whoever, um, you know, saying no to a project and then the company folding. Um, that's also a concern. How do you see it? Right. Well, so, you know, what's interesting is that Hollywood has a really long history of trying to figure out ways to keep the government out of its business. So all the way back in the 20s, um, Hollywood was perceived as this sort of den of iniquity. There were a lot of scandals at the time, um, a lot of sensational stories. And so the um, the companies that sort of make up Hollywood studios got together and decided to form an organization to self-police and came up with... Um, kind of like a censorship code that they would use for themselves um, on their movies. And so some of these things were like, you couldn't portray um, revenge stories unless they were it, historical. So that's why we have so many Westerns in the first half of the 20th century. You couldn't portray, you know, you couldn't make fun of religion. There were a lot of things that people might find kind of good. Um, but there were also things like, for instance, you couldn't show interracial couples because that was considered to be degenerate. Um, or you couldn't, um, 
you know, there were the, like elements that might help you tell a story that you couldn't portray. So there's a long, long list of this. This is called the Hayes Code. That kind of fell away in the 60s and was replaced with the rating system that we have today, which is imperfect. But the idea behind it is that people are able to make enter- entertainment choices for themselves based on information that they receive ahead of time. I see. Um, and so the goal has always been to keep the government from censoring entertainment which is something that happens in lots of other countries with, you know, maybe less free speech. Um, So Lisa, I'm sorry. So even the people like today who are in charge of the ratings code, you submit your film once it's completed, then you show it to the rating code people and they put, you know, an R, a PG-13. There's adjustments made by the filmmakers to suit their rating code, right? Yeah, that's right. Now, it's important to say that this is not a government organization. This is entirely just people chosen by the studios. The government has nothing to do with this. Um, But they, yeah, so filmmakers submit their film to be rated, and there's a group of people whose identities are not really disclosed who rate them. And then sometimes filmmakers will adjust because, for instance, a PG-13 movie will make a lot more money than an R-rated movie, always. Um, And so... You know, you your goal is to get a PG-13 most of the time if you made an adult movie. Now, Alyssa, all of us, no matter what sector we work in or are entertained by, we all want some kind of answer or a way to stop the shootings that are going on. So I appreciate anybody who's willing to put an idea on the table. I want to hear from everybody. Um, and so I, I get that people are concerned about gun violence in films. I mean, if we're going to be concerned about the availability of guns, I think we also need to be concerned about what people are watching. So in this era, do you anticipate that there is going to actually be a ratcheting down of violence in the films that are released? Um, I think that you won't see a ratcheting down of violence because violence sells. Um, Also, there really aren't any studies that suggest that seeing violence on screen is linked. You know, there's more evidence, for instance, that being on the Internet on certain websites is kind of what turns people into people who um, commit gun violence. But I do think that um, you will see... Uh, at least for a couple of years, you know, studios kind of thinking really hard about the kinds of gun violence that they Mm. show. Um, I think the downside of this, to me anyhow, is that to get a PG-13 rating, you you can show gun violence, you just can't show the effects of it, whereas in an R-rated film, you can show the effects, you know, um, blood and things like that. And so I'm more worried that people will get an unrealistic notion of what gun violence is like because PG-13 is the desired mm-hmm. rating. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, and this is, you know, we treat, for instance, sexual content with much, much higher standards in the U.S. than we do gun violence. And um, when I talk to Europeans, for instance, they're totally baffled by this um, because obviously it's very destructive and all of those things. So that's something that I think you know, people really ought to be thinking about whether they're comfortable with it. Right. So then what happened with President Trump? Of course, we live in unprecedented times. It's deeply unusual for a president to chime in on any film, let alone to chime in on a film and then the film to be withdrawn from from distribution. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, certainly presidents have talked about this kind of obliquely in the past. For instance, President Clinton, you know, vowed to work um, with you know, with the the studios to make sure that children couldn't see movies with a lot of violence in them after the shootings at Columbine, which happened 20 years ago. Um, they're not really based on science. Um, and often, I think, 
maybe part of the problem is that we try to find quick fixes rather than thinking about, you know, what really is the root cause of gun violence. Before we leave the hunt, uh, you know, one thing I think is important to say is it does sound like a horrible idea. It really does. It doesn't sound like something that I'm dying to watch. However, yeah, exactly. However, Damon Lindelof has shown himself to be nuanced in how he looks at things. And so I think that we may have lost out on a potentially thought-provoking piece of art. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you like Lindelof? And do you feel like that there could have been something to be gained? Yeah, I mean, I think Lindelof is a real smart writer. Also, the director of Hats with this, Craig Zobel, has made some smart films, often that kind of lean, I would say, more towards maybe the conservative side of the spectrum. Um, so I think we were about to get a movie that maybe would be the kind of thing that would make everyone uncomfortable. Um, I don't I don't love violence in movies. I don't enjoy watching it, and I often find myself um, thinking that it's unnecessary. Yeah. But I do know that sometimes, um, you know, Flannery O'Connor said sometimes for the deaf and the hard of hearing, you have to shout very loudly. Right. And so I tried to think about how movies sometimes shout very loudly at people to make them think about things the way they haven't before. And sometimes, you know, horror films like this can actually do that for people. So. Right. You know, we don't really know what what we're missing, and we don't know if it'll ever come out. Um, but I think it would have been more thought provoking than whatever people's knee jerk reaction is going to be. And, and maybe it's true. I mean, sooner or later, this film should see this uh, light of day, whether it's on streaming or pay per view or whatever. I mean, it's rare for a film like this to be produced, all that money and talent put together, and then it just vanishes totally. Yeah, that's right. And you know, who knows in the world of streaming where it will end up? But I, I'm pretty sure we'll see it eventually. Very good. Alyssa Wilkinson from Vox joins us, Vox.com, where she's the film critic. So, speaking of violence, uh, let's take a look at what's in theaters here locally in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, Once upon a time in America. This is uh, Quentin Tarantino, of course, who is known for uh, extreme over-the-top violence. But Once upon a time in Hollywood. Sorry, I should. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh, not such a violent film until the very end, but it's an excellent film. What, what did you think, Alyssa? Yeah, so I really don't like Tarantino most yeah. of the time, partly right. because of this violence thing. Um, and so I was I was skeptical um, going into it. I saw it at Cannes this past May, and I wound up loving it um, for the most part. I think that it's a really smart film. It's really a film about what Hollywood used to be. It is a film about violence. Um, and if you look for some articles, you can read more about that. But it's more about how violence has been used throughout Hollywood's history without being an overtly violent film, at least till the very end right. itself. And it's also about, um, you know, the Manson family and these kinds of events that were happening 50 years ago, right there in Hollywood and the feeling at the time of everything changing. Um, and it had some terrific performances, uh, a real elegy for a time that, that was lost. And Tarantino is famously nostalgic for all of these things. So I'm not surprised to see this from him, but I was surprised by how kind of affectionate it, it felt. Very good. Once Upon a Time in America, Quentin Tarantino's film. It's in theaters now here locally in the city of Pittsburgh. How about uh, The Farewell? What do you know about that? The Farewell is probably one of the best films of the year. I would recommend it literally to everyone. Um, You know, go out and see it. So it's a movie um, based on a story that the filmmaker told on This American Life a few years ago about her own family. And Basically, her her grandmother lives in China. She's Chinese-American, and she's lived in the U.S. her whole life. Um, and her grandmother became ill with a, with 
terminal lung cancer. And a part of Chinese tradition there is that uh, you don't tell the um, older person who's who's got a terminal illness that that's what's happening. So basically her grandmother doesn't know, but everyone else in the family does. And so the family contrived this event to, to gather the whole family in China to say goodbye to the grandmother without really saying goodbye to the grandmother. Um, and it's this really, really beautiful film about family, about, um, you know, the sort of difficulties that families have, about privileging family and community, maybe over individual, all these different things, and also about being an immigrant, feeling like maybe you don't have anywhere that you fit in. Um, Aquafina plays the the character who's based on the filmmaker. It really is one of the most lovely films that I've seen this year. Um, and I'm real excited for people to be able to see it. The Farewell. It's in theaters here in the, the city of Pittsburgh. How about uh, One Child Nation? Yeah, so I would also similarly really recommend this film, although it's a little more harrowing. So it's a documentary um, by a Chinese director named Nanfu Wang, and she um, has made some films in the past, but when she became pregnant with her daughter, she said she kind of got interested in this question of China's one-child policy, mm-hmm. which she and you know every other Chinese person uh, for decades grew up under. And so she wound up investigating this at some um, considerable personal risk because the Chinese government monitors her and, um, you know, doesn't want this story getting out, basically. Um, And what she kind of uncovers is all kinds of things that are really, you know, quite disturbing that went on at the time in order to enforce the one-child policy from forced sterilizations and abortions to propaganda. Um, She also explores the links between the one-child policy and American adoption of Chinese babies Mm. um, over several decades and just sort of all the layers that happen there. Um, It's a really powerful film. It's also, you know, like I said, it's a little disturbing uh, given all the things that happen, but I think it's a really good example of how propaganda in an authoritarian government can Weigh the minds of so many people so thoroughly that they feel like this is just normal and they mm-hmm. should go along with it right. um, for things that seem, you know, just totally unthinkable, perhaps to Americans, um, but also very specific issues, some of which directly affect Americans. So it's a it's a very good documentary that I would really recommend. Nice. One Child Nation. Mm-hmm. Alyssa, uh, as we started this segment before you joined us, Kath and I were talking about the, the merits of the drive-in theater. Now, you're living in Manhattan. Uh, when's the last time you were at a drive-in? Do you like a drive-in? I do. I haven't been on one since my honeymoon in Cape Cod where no. we there was one. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we don't have drive-in theaters here, but we do have lots and lots and lots of outdoor theaters um, and in New York that that season is, you know, sort of drawing to a close, but most public parks have an outdoor movie program that they do in the summer. So any night of the week in New York, you can probably find a movie to watch out under the stars. Excellent. Some of them happen on rooftops or in graveyard. It's, it's, it's quite a thing. <laughs> That's very cool. <laughs> Alyssa, always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Alyssa Wilkinson, uh, you can find her work at Vox.com, where she is the film critic. Okay, get outside and see a film. Go to the drive-in, I guess. I mean, those two like it. Yeah, put some bug spray on. You'll be fine.
Texting enrolls for recurring automated marketing text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Free meals provided with order. Texting privacy rules and TNCs at www.textrules.us. Martha Stewart wants to give you three free meals for your own in-home taste test. That's right. Martha's meal kit delivery service, Martha and Marley Spoon, is giving away three full-size meals. To be part of Martha's free at-home taste test, text QUICK to 246810. Forget about awful frozen food and unhealthy fast food. Martha wants you to enjoy three of her best 30-minute meals for free. Just text QUICK to 246810. That's QUICK to 246810. Yes, yes, yes! If you snore, the first time you use mute can be quite an experience. <laughs> Snoring can happen when your nose is blocked, forcing you to breathe through your mouth. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. I can breathe! You'll get all the air you need through your nose, not your mouth. And with less snoring, there's more chance of sleep. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more. Snore less. Sleep better. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. There's even a great body pillow, perfect if you happen to be a side sleeper, regularly $89.99, but with the promo code WORD, you can get one today for only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at ExtremeTruck.net. The return on my investment has been beyond my imagination. I always wanted to be a great dentist, but what I wasn't prepared for is the relationships that I'm able to develop with my patients. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. We'll see some patchy clouds around for tonight, low 66. Tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sunshine. A shower or thunderstorm will be in some spots for the afternoon and evening. High tomorrow, 84. Mostly cloudy for the rest of tomorrow night, low 67. And for Sunday, very warm and humid with clouds and some sunshine going up to 89 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. About how many hours of sports viewing have you logged in your lifetime? Oh, my gosh. I could not put a number <laughs> on it. Thousands, thousands. Thousands and thousands. Thousands of hours. I mean, you'll be on your deathbed and you'll go, hours. gee, I wish I could have watched some more Monday Night Football. I know. Right? I really Jeez, miss I Kurt Cowdy. <laughs> Kurt Cowdy. <laughs> 
Gergotti. Yeah. I don't know. He just came yeah. to me. Dandy Don. Dandy Don. So trending on Twitter this morning is something that made both of us laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, some guy, I don't remember his name off the top. Some guy. That's, some a, guy, that's Twitter. But it's trending. So I want to give him credit, except I can't think of his name. He says, you get to ban one word from the entire lexicon of sports. What word are you banning? Mm-hmm. So you're watching you know, a game. And something happens, right? And you hear this same word again and again and again and again. Or you're listening to the pregame show or the postgame show. Yep. Most of them, to me, seem to happen during game analysis, mm-hmm. right? So it's either on a radio show or it's before the game or after the game on television or wherever it is. These terms tend to pop up. Right. Okay. So you want to go first? Want me to okay, go first? I, I came up with three. Okay. I did too. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. You start. Okay. So a guy hits a grand slam or uh, a wide receiver hurts his knee. Same thing. The guy will go always. This is two words. Oh, that's a game changer. Well, yeah, you think? You think it's a game changer. The guy just hit a grand slam or the guy's lying on the field with a bone sticking out of his leg. Oh, that's a game changer. Seriously. Tell me something I don't know. I've heard that a billion times. That's good. It's yeah. it's it doesn't even need saying. Nothing. Just be silent right. and not say it. It's a game changer. What do you got? RBI. RBI. It's supposed to be RBIs. <laughs> Ribbies. That's what it's supposed to be. I get the term. I know the term That's is runs RBI. batted in. Yeah. I get that. But somewhere about eight or nine years ago, we had to, for some reason, like people started caring about grammar. I don't even understand how that happened because most people don't. Yep. That No, it had to be, RBI. oh no, how many RBI does he have? Oh. That, like all of a sudden, like it makes us sound smarter and, the apostrophe more, there? and more aware. Look, that just sounds dumb RBI. it's just it's rbis can we just say that it's ribbies oh, it's not rbi it's rbis can we just thank you very nice let's just go back to Excellent. that okay uh a guy does something great or a guy's worked really hard i'm sorry guy or girl and what's the what's that person have on the field they've got grit grit they've got some grit i hear grit and i go what exactly is grit? I need to go look up grit. It always kind of reminds me of gravel. Like I've got some grit and gravel. And you but, think gravel doesn't really mean no, anything. But, you know, I grit, you know, that guy's digging hard. He's working deep. I got grit. So that's my second word. Goat. Goat. Greatest of all time. Oh, yeah. Well, that goes hand in hand when you hear spare Tom Brady. Me. Spare me. Right? I He's can't. Goat. I don't like that term. First of all, it's so... It's like we're we're putting a crown on someone's head. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we're back to like 16th century Great Britain. Like, what are we doing? What do you mean the greatest of all time? There's a lot of time, ostensibly, we think, left. Yeah. So Tom Brady is not the greatest of all time. There could be someone greater than Tom Brady because there's time still to come. It. it to well, me, you know, but no, it, like, it speaks of the tyranny of now, that because now is all that matters and he's the greatest we've ever seen, now we're going to take that and magnify it. Now he's the greatest of all time. But I've heard, I mean, I've heard greatest of all time. It's just until recently that it became, it became shortened to goat. Yeah. I'm going, wait, all of a sudden Babe Ruth is the goat? What happened there? Yeah. He's a farm animal? Nobody I don't ever, think so. Nobody ever told him that's what he no, was. No. Okay. So my final one, and again, this is just one of those things that sort of like is game changer or grit that every player at some point in their life has to work through, 
adversity. Oh gosh! Uh, everyone, everyone's working through adversity. Yeah. Heck, it's you know, it's just life, right? right? Life is filled with adversity, whether you're on or off the field. But those, you know, the broadcasters say that word an awful lot. Yeah, he is making his way through adversity. Okay, here's my last one. Okay, 110 percent effort. <laughs> Not 101. There isn't. 106. Okay, the whole reason, you, you realize how percentages work, right? Like 100% means mm, all mm. of it. No, no. No, no, it doesn't anymore. He's now giving it his all. How about, I heard Tony Romo say this last year, that guy gives a thousand percent. A thousand a percent. A thousand. Holy. Well, he's giving a thousand? Like, wait, so well, it was 110. No. Because 100 wasn't enough. Now we're are marching it up to 1,000 percent. 1,000 percent. We don't want to ratchet it up that far. Well, your guys are athletes because they failed math. That's why. Gosh. That's how it is. All right, that's maybe why we should watch less sports. All right, sorry. Not to get snarky let's on a go, Friday let's afternoon. Let's go back to RBIs. Right. Uh, about, I thought you were going to say, let's go Bucks. No. <laughs> but you do show a lot of grit on this show. Thanks so much. Because you're a game changer. That's <laughs> who you are. You know what? That's because I bring 110% every day. Of course, because you know why? The two of us have to battle through adversity. WORD. It's an undeniable fact that one of the best parts and one of the hardest parts of being a part of the church is the people. People make it a place of joy and pain all mixed together. I'm Steve Schwetz, inviting you to join us this week as our teacher, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, gives us some practical tips on how to get along as a church from 1 Timothy chapter 5. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Dan O'Neill from Eagles Wings Church in Pittsburgh. Simon of Cyrene is known in Scripture as a man forced by Roman soldiers to help Jesus carry the cross. He was probably a Jew from North Africa, where some Jewish residents had darker skin than in the Middle East. Because of this, he might have stuck out as a foreigner. Simon's answer to the unfair treatment was to respond in kindness to the suffering Jesus. From Jerusalem, the two would have likely ascended a very steep and long climb. Most people today are not fit enough to journey this path, let alone with a heavy wooden beam and a dying man clinging to it. But Simon answered the challenge and became a key member of the early church, one whose hands had actually felt the blood of atonement. At Eagles Wings Church, we believe in equipping people to answer the challenges God gives them. Come join us Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. at Taylor Alderdice High School Auditorium, 2409 Shady Avenue, Pittsburgh, PA, 15217. They didn't teach us this in Bible college. A family in my church has asked me to help with their son who's addicted to heroin. They're in a serious crisis, and I'm so busy with everything else at the church. How do I help them? For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has come alongside local pastors to help them in the fight against addiction in their congregations. Call 724-265-4100 now. Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. Hey, Pittsburgh, if you've been thinking about a new car, truck, or crossover, now is the time to visit Calusi Chevrolet. With the all-star open house event in full swing, Calusi has great savings on their entire lineup, including Equinox and Trax. All month long, you can qualify for 0% APR financing for up to 60 months plus $750 down payment assistance on select models. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. Eating, working, living pain-free. These are a few of the things many of us take for granted. 
Yet for many United States military veterans, finding and affording oral health care is a challenge many of us don't think about. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. DLN is asking dentists and their teams to volunteer to see one veteran with special needs one time per year. Visit willyouseeonevet.org to learn more. That's willyouseeonevet.org. From the creators of War Room, the Kendrick brothers return to the big screen August 23rd with Overcomer. John Harrison is a frustrated coach questioning his value until he crosses paths with a student struggling on her own journey. Starring Alex Kendrick and Priscilla Shire, this film is rated PG. So find it online. Visit overcomermovie.com. Last month, more than 60 delegates from the uh, Congress of the United States found their way to Israel to see firsthand what is happening in the Middle East. Now, that was not good enough for Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. They uh, instead chose to do something totally different, or at least they tried to do this, and then now it's kind of blown up into a national disgrace. Here to talk to us about this is David French. David French is a senior writer with the National Review. David, always good to have you with us. How are you today, sir? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. So this story has morphed several times, David. I'm not even sure which way to, uh, that we should approach it, approach it from to begin. But I guess let's say this. Um, I've always been hesitant to label people as a thing, right? I, I, I really dislike the moniker of white supremacists that people put on Donald Trump. I have not appreciated the term anti-Semite that people have put on Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. Um, I have to say, though, after I read the latest news reports and your article today about the organization that was going to host them on their trip to Israel, I think I've changed my mind. Yeah, this is bad. <laughs> it is bad. It is um, bad. It- it's very bad. So, you know, it, just get some background. These are, these are two congresswomen who advocate uh, the boycott, divestment, and sanctioning of the State of Israel, the BDS movement, which is, just be honest, it has an awful lot of anti-Semitic motivations for it, uh, for the BDS movement broadly. Uh, it does not seek a two-state solution. Its founders do not seek a two-state solution. They seek the destruction of Israel. Um, but that's sort of the tip of the iceberg. So they were barred from going to Israel, and we can we can discuss whether that was a uh, a proper move or not by the Israeli government, whether they should be barring U.S. Congresswomen from from visiting the country. But what is plain once we took a closer look at who was helping organize the visit, that what we saw was very disturbing. They were partnering with a group called NISTA, which has previously published blood libel against Jews, published neo-Nazi propaganda from the United States, neo-Nazi propaganda attacking Jews. It has celebrated and honored Palestinian terrorists, including suicide bombers and other bombers who've killed children. Uh, And it has written articles questioning whether Israel should even be the Jewish homeland. I mean, and, and just keeps going and going mm-hmm. and going. Right. And David, in your article, though, you say that the New York Times said uh, the editorial board identifies the group that promotes global awareness and knowledge of Palestinian realities. Right. I mean, that's the other piece of this. So the one piece of this is that uh, Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar partnered with this organization. That's bad. It's also bad that when the Washington Post and the New York Times identified the organization, they didn't describe it in any really meaningful way. They didn't provide their readers with the full context. 
So it makes it seem as if they're just partnering partnering with a local NPO, you know, a local right. idealistic uh, organization. No big deal when the reality is they're partnering with a violent, vicious anti-Semite. And surely that provides additional context that could provide some reasoning as to why Israel would be reluctant for this to occur. Right. So then last month, 60 members of Congress went on a, a tour of Israel. But the, these two Congresswomen, they decided not to attend. They had their own agenda. The agenda is what? Well, I think the agenda, it's very clear that these two Congresswomen are have taken up the Palestinian cause, perhaps more than virtually any other uh, members of Congress. And it's very clear that they have adopted the Palestinian cause cause in a way that has been, you know, I would say deeply hostile to the existence of Israel as a Jewish state. And so when you're you're adopting that approach, which is far outside the mainstream of American politics, then, yeah, I can understand why they're sending these bipartisan congressional delegations. I can see that their agenda would be to use that visit to perhaps elevate extremist voices. And so at a point in an extremely volatile part of the world, an extremely volatile time, to partner and ally with extremists in that way, it strikes me as extremely unwise. Now, perhaps Israel should have gone ahead and let them come, and then the news would have been and should have been entirely based around who they were partnering with while they were in the country. But again... The editorial pages and pundits have just been thundering denunciations against Bibi Netanyahu and Donald Trump for the for for Netanyahu's decision to bar Tlaib and Omar, and leaving out this really important context mm-hmm. that places you know, this entire affair in a completely different light. Now let's move on to Bibi Netanyahu because I felt like whoever produced his series of tweets. The thread was very well done explaining their perspective on why they did not want these women in the country. Right. I mean, you know, look, Israel in 2017 passed a law that uh, that allows the nation to ban people from coming to the country who seek to boycott the country, who seek to destroy the economy of the country. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a law that makes a lot of sense. Why would you give your own soil over as a platform for people to seek your destruction. Uh, this is something that, you know, is, is of deep concern to the Israeli government for a lot of good reasons. And so I think the mistake here, that if there is a mistake here, it's a mistake of initially saying yes, then saying no after Trump tweeted, or rather, I think, insulting an unwise tweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should stay out of it, actually. Uh, and let Israel decide this for themselves. And so I think that that created an impression that Netanyahu was intimidated by Trump and responding to Trump's tweet rather than making his own decision on the basis of its individual merits. And I think that's really unfortunate. If that's the way it went down, it shouldn't have gone down like that. But again, that's not the whole story. Right. Now, David, there are many people, of course, you know, as believers, we support Israel. We are just, you know, that's baked into us as believers. Yeah, but uh, not every believer supports Israel. No, but I'll say I do. I support this. Now, but there are many people who go, well, I'm pro-Palestinian. I mean, uh, the Palestinians have been bullied by Israel for a long time. They've stolen land from the uh, the Israelis. Talk about that. From a Palestinian perspective, why is there such vitriol between the two? 
Well, I mean, obviously there's been long-standing extreme tensions, in part because uh, going all the way back to 1948 and the, the UN partition of Palestine into a what was going to be a Jewish homeland and a homeland for the Palestinian people, the Palestinians rejected that and began to wage war on Israel. And then they were subjugated and they were victimized not just by Israelis, the Israelis won their war of independence, but also by their Arab allies. Uh, when After when the dust cleared from the War of Independence, there was no nation called Palestine. There was a West Bank of the Jordan River that was controlled by Jordan. There was a Gaza Strip that was controlled by Egypt. And so the Palestinians never had an independent state. And then in 1967, after the Six-Day War, Israel occupied the West Bank and Golan. And, and it, at that point, there was a at least a, a thought, a desire, a hope that perhaps there could be a permanent peace settlement, this notion of trading land for peace. And that has been incredibly elusive. Reaching that kind of agreement has been incredibly elusive for a lot of reasons. And I would never say that Israel has handled everything exactly right. And I would never say that some of the, the longstanding tensions aren't due to Israeli misconduct. That's, I mean, you don't have a long-running military, diplomatic, economic uh, controversy for 50-plus years without there being an awful lot of bitterness on both sides. But the, the problem you have here is that if one side does not agree that the other side should have a right to exist, it is very difficult to reach a settlement or an agreement. Now, not all Palestinians feel that way. Not all Palestinians feel that Israel does not have a right to exist as a Jewish state. But I would say it is the predominant Palestinian mindset. And it is very hard to negotiate with a party that doesn't want you to exist and doesn't believe that you should exist. And one of the elements of the BDS movement, if you go and you look at the words of the actual founders of the BDS movement, you'll see time and time again it's expressed desire that Israel not exist mm -hmm. as a Jewish state. And that is, uh, and, and holding Israel to a standard no other nations are held to. And it, it is, and that is in many, in many ways thoroughly anti-Semitic. And so when you have congresswomen who are not only adopting and taking up the BDS mantle, and then you have them working with actual unequivocal anti-Semites in the country, I mean, this is something the American people need to know. That's David French. David's been with us, senior writer for National Review, a senior fellow at the National Review Institute, and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. Thank you, David. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. 
create. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Do you find yourself struggling to get comfortable while trying to read or watch TV in bed? Consider an adjustable bed from the original Mattress Factory and elevate your sleep experience. Raise your head and feet to the zero-gravity position to help relieve joint pressure and provide optimal comfort. The original Mattress Factory offers two models of high-quality adjustable beds at an excellent value. Both models are designed to pair perfectly with an original mattress. Visit an original Mattress Factory location near you to find the perfect adjustable bed and mattress for you. Sleep impacts your ability to focus, learn, and solve problems. But according to Harvard Medical School, only 11% of American college students are sleeping well. At the original Mattress Factory, we can't guarantee that your college student won't stay up until 3 a.m. cramming before a big exam. But we can provide a hand-built, high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price when they are finally ready to get some rest. Visit an Original Mattress Factory store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full-service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. They're not in it for the money. They don't do it for the fame. It's certainly not about the fringe benefits. No, for a Christian teacher, the real reward is found in the everyday triumphs of a child as they learn not only about their world, but discover their unique place in it. This is how love inspires learning. Visit pittsburghchristianschools.net. Education for mind and soul. pittsburghchristianschools.net. Okay, so we live in this era now where labels get thrown around ever so quickly, and whether you know whether they apply or not, it sticks in people's minds. And I get so uncomfortable with it. You call? I mean, when how many people are calling the president a racist? Right. It seems like well, we know major publications are Washington Post, the New sure. York Times. That's not like that's a given. They think well, he of course he's a racist. That's what I'm going to call him. Are we? I think that the president is. An intemperate person. Yeah, I, I would say without a doubt. I don't, we know that. I don't, I'm not assuming he's a racist. I think that he is intemperate in all things. Yes. And the number one way he is, is language. He doesn't pay attention to what he's tweeting or saying. And so I don't I think, think he that, lacks a filter. Yeah. And so does that make him a racist? I'm not convinced it makes him a racist. But I think part of it is just that I'm so unwilling to put that moniker on somebody. Right. Um, I mean, okay, so what a, the the moniker of anti-Semite when we're talking about Ilhan Omar and uh, Rashida Tlaib. I've have I don't like that. I don't like when they're labeled anti-Semites because they don't support Israel. Yeah, but look, when you look at past things that have been said yeah. and written, yeah. 
then the you know then the label is there, and I think in that instance, it can stick. I do. I see that, and yeah. I go. I nod my head and go. Yeah, I see that. There was this Twitter thread that Seth Mandel put out today. He's a writer for the Washington Examiner, and he went back and just did a dive on this organization that was hosting them. Yeah. was going to be the people showing them around in Israel. Right. When I read that stuff. Is what David French was just speaking about. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, the I worst. Mean, that that is an anti-Semitic organization. There's no question about it. It's the whole. It's their whole. It's their bread and butter. And they're funding a trip for two congressmen to go to Israel. So there's an agenda there that they can stand in Israel and run Israel down. Right. Who's going to do that? MIFTA. M I F T A H. That's clearly MIFTA, an anti-Semitic organization. And there have been racist elements of American society that have attached themselves to the president. We know that, too. We, there's no hiding from that. It's like your mom used to say. You, people judge you by the company you keep. I know. Okay, but I, I still resist the labels. I don't know why. I get, well, because I think it's too much. I think, I well, think, what are you going to call I'd ra- them? I'd rather argue with somebody based on what they say rather than affixing a label that describes their whole identity. I get what you're saying, but sometimes labels apply, so you should call people what they are. Word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Jeffrey Epstein's prison death has been ruled a suicide by hanging. The medical examiner's office said Friday, Epstein, 66, was found dead in his cell at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in New York City on August 10th touching off outrage and disbelief over how such a high-profile prisoner, known for socializing with powerful people, including Presidents Donald Trump and Bill Clinton, could have gone unwatched. The Bureau of Prisons said Epstein had apparently killed himself, but that has not squelched conspiracy theories about his death. Again, Jeffrey Epstein's prison death has been ruled a suicide by hanging. On Wall Street, the Dow by 306 points to 25,886. The Nasdaq rose 129. The S&P 500 up by 41. Oil up slightly 40 cents to $54.87 a barrel. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior Placement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. 
Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%. APR, 4.22%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. 8.88% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. You know, they say the best is yet to come, but to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10, right here on 101. Word FM. We'll see some patchy clouds around for tonight. Low 66. Tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sunshine. A shower or thunderstorm will be in some spots for the afternoon and evening. High tomorrow, 84. Mostly cloudy for the rest of tomorrow night. Low 67. And for Sunday, very warm and humid with clouds and some sunshine going up to 89 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, greetings. Good afternoon to you. Thanks for coming along for the Friday edition. Looks to be a beautiful weekend, hot and humid. Very nice, isn't it, Kathy? Mm, it's beautiful yeah, outside. Very nice. Um, happy National Tell a Joke Day. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I've, I, are you ready? Uh, Did you hear about the new restaurant called Karma? No. What, what's the deal? There's no menu. You get what you deserve. Ah, oh, that's very good. Mm-hmm. Give me another one. Uh, how do you make a squirrel laugh? How? Climb up a tree and act like a nut. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. It's pretty lame. National Tell a Joke Day. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, do you do you do your daily Siri tell me a joke? I never do Siri tell Don't me a you? joke. Don't you? Oh, I do it. No. In I the morning, do I'll come down and I'll go, Siri, what's the weather? Siri, tell me a joke. Really? Yeah. Just kind of you know sort of break the ice for the day. I mean, does she have some good ones? No, they're all horrible. Okay. Like though, they're all like sort of bad dad jokes. Okay. But you gotta like a bad joke. Mm-hmm. Did you hear um, the one about? The person who believes in Jesus and dies and goes to heaven. No, I did not. And meets St. Peter at the gate, and St. Peter's showing him around. Yeah. You know, just what heaven's like. Mm. And please don't 
send me emails about my bad theology. Okay. This is National Joke Day, National Telejoke Day. Anyway, so the, St. Peter's showing him around uh, heaven, and he says, so there's this, you know, it's a, it's a large house, you know, with many rooms. And so yeah. we have, you know, this is the Presbyterians are over here, and we have some Lutherans in here, and uh, we've got some uh, Christian Reformed over here. Mm-hmm. And so that's the big building. But then there's this outbuilding, and it's separated. And so the person who has died says, well, what's going, what, what's going on at that outbuilding? And he says, oh, that's where the Baptists are. They think they're the only ones here. Okay. All right. Well, I thought I'd bring a little, like, theology humor. Yeah, that's I didn't even get a rim shot on that much. No, you got nothing there. Yeah. Okay. All right. National Bad Joke Day is what mm-hmm. today is. Actually. I mean, I'm, I'm not yeah. looking for, you know, jokes that are going to make people tweet about right. me. Don't you love people? I, I got a brother-in-law. This guy, his memory is like a, a steel trap for jokes. He could sit there at the dining room table and tell me a hundred jokes, just one I could never do that. after another. And I mean, good jokes, long winding stories. Really, he works. He's a carpenter, so he's all day long hanging out with a bunch of other guys. And I think they spend the day telling each other jokes. What's the best thing about Switzerland? What is it? I don't know, but the flag's a big plus. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's I like that one. I like that joke. Yeah. Set it aside. Very nice. National Tell a Joke Day. All right. Mm-hmm. Hey, what time is it? Uh, it's time for me to tell you. Tell me what? Your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. It's seven minutes past the five o'clock hour on a Friday. All is right and well. Very nice. I want to tell you about my favorite video I've seen today. What's that? So I don't know if Friday's a little different for you or not, but you know I usually get up in the morning and I take in just a little bit of different stuff than I do on every other days. But today, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was totally different. Mike, I'm sorry that I didn't get a chance to bring you in on this because mm. this is a video that will change your world. No, wait, there's two videos because there's a video of us. Mike, could you put the video of, um, of Kath and I up on our Facebook page of us in a younger time in our yeah. lives? Mm-hmm. That's Would a you good do one. that so people can see? What? Yeah. No, in a younger he, time? And- he, maybe he hasn't seen it yet. Well, you haven't I haven't seen, seen it yet. No, you've seen it. Uh, Management had this video that uh, of us, Kath and I, doing a little, um, mm-hmm. little, you know, graffiti. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, there you go. Mm-hmm, okay, right. put that up on our Facebook but, page okay, for, for the hour. But listen, that's nowhere near as interesting as the other video I mm-hmm. saw today. Mm-hmm. The other video I saw was a black and white. I will say grainy product, but you know who starred in it, Mike? <laughs> Who's that? John Hall. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it wasn't like back when he was actually doing films. It wasn't a clip of himself like in Silence of the Lambs or and what's the striking distance? And it was none of that. Yeah. No. No. This is a film that was just produced yesterday morning. No. No. Uh, last week. Okay. Last I was week. at the I was at my sister's house uh, in Chesapeake, Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and she's got one of those ring doorbells. And so we were leaving on Sunday. No, wait, the ring doorbell. You have to explain what that is. Well, you know, the, the ring doorbell is the video doorbell, right? So, you know, you. Uh, so if someone comes to your door, you have a little video record that they were at it's your a camera. door. There's right, a camera, a camera there. So you it can, goes to your phone. You've so got you an can app. see if, you know, some weird dog wandered up to your front door or if the Amazon. Your packages are there. Right, your Amazon guy, whatever it is. Right. Now, on your sister's video mm-hmm. uh, capture from a few days ago, though, yeah. um, as Sunday I said, morning. you are starring in the video. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. So what happened was it was, you know, we were, we were leaving. And, and like, you know, like a lot of dads, I get anxious as for, for a long road trip. So I woke up at 4.30 in the morning 
And I went downstairs, had myself a cup of coffee, and I, I thought, well, I'll go outside and I'll look at the, uh, you know, the, the coolant, I'll look at the oil, make sure the tires are good. The car is roadworthy. So by that time, it was like 5.15, and morning was just kind of breaking. And I walked out the front door, and my, my brother-in-law, they've got these, like, um, the red bricks, the steps that are red brick. And they're really sharp. They're really tight. So, And I was up, the only one up, so I was just had a pair of shorts on. I was at the beach. No shirt, no shoes, no socks, just wandering around. Hair's not combed. Like, no. he's not, he's not roadworthy himself. It's literally 5.15. It Truly, it is. So I open the door, and I take one step. And I hurt my foot on that hard, sharp corner of the step. And I kind of fell forward, but also twisting backwards. And then I go and, like, you know, look towards the car because the um, forward propulsion. And then I go back and look at the step. So uh, about an hour later, my, my sister is wakes up and she starts laughing. She said, did you fall this morning? And I said, oh, I sure did. How did you know? And she said, I got it on video. And then she shows me the video. And then she sends me the video. It is hilarious. Which I showed today, Kath. It is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Simply because, first of all, he's falling. And anyone who's falling is very funny. Mm-hmm. I think we all know that, And I'm right? shirtless. And he's shirtless. And he, you look like you are in another land. You're not awake. <laughs> you're not aware. Nothing. You're stumbling around like a crazy person. And mm-hmm. the fact that you thought you were cognitively awake enough to check the fluids in your car oh, yeah, i mean sure. that's a giant that's mistake that's no, good anyway it, it was an absolute highlight yeah, to the, friday uh, i'm sure there are many people who have their videos like this these ring doorbell videos not not exactly appealing anyway take a break come back uh, we got lots more ahead for the five o'clock hour the friday edition of the ride home uh, i invented a new word oh you did what what is it plagiarism plagiarism what do you you did not it's a joke oh <laughs> It's National Tell-A-Joke Day, John. 101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. We no longer have to live under the power and the dominion of sin in our lives. We can overcome temptation. We can win over sin in this life. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. From the creators of War Room, the Kendrick Brothers return to the big screen this August with Overcomer. Why have a season with one runner? One runner matters. John Harrison is a frustrated coach questioning his value until he crosses paths with a student struggling on her own journey. What have you allowed to define you? Overcomer in theaters August 23rd, starring Alex Kendrick and Priscilla Shirer. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Visit OvercomerMovie.com. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage 
and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Friday afternoon, we always check in with Marsha from the Springhouse because there's always something good going on there. Hey, Marsh, how are things today? Good. Hey, we're still at the fair, guys. Oh, that's so terrific. Tell us how the Washington County Fair is going. It's going great. My son, Donnie, had the grand champion Holstein cow, the nice. 4 show yesterday. Hey, congratulations. So it's a very exciting day. Very nice. <laughs> so what does that entail, the grand champion? Well, um, she's, she's beautiful. She's a four-year-old cow. She's had two calves, and they choose them on her body composition, her dairy character, which means she doesn't have a lot of chubs on her, like looks like she's a working machine. Nice. Um, her mammary system, they judge her on all those things. And so she was... She won the overall show for the Holstein show. So that was very exciting. Nice. Well, congratulations to you guys. You get a blue ribbon, don't you? Yeah, a big purple ribbon. Oh, purple ribbon. A purple ribbon for the mammary system. (laughs) Yes, there you go. (laughs) Whatever whatever every female wants. (laughs) Brought to you by the pens. All right, Marsh. Tell us us what kind of food you guys have at the fair. People can stop by and see you. Okay, yes. So you can stop up and see the Grand Champion Cow at the top of the hill and then go to the bottom of the hill. And in our cute little red barn, we've got all kinds of yummy ice cream concoctions. Toasted almond fudge balls, mud-covered dirt balls, chocolate peanut butter brownie thing, fresh fruit parfait, strawberry shortcake, strawberry pretzel volcano. Oh, my gosh, so much yumminess. And um, so, you know, life is uncertain. Eat dessert first. So you can head to our booth. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Walk up that big hill, visit the Grand Champion Cow, and do your fair. <laughs> Sounds like a good time, Marcia. Hey, stop on by and see Marcia at the Springhouse Washington County Fair going on all through this weekend. The latest on the immigration debate is always complicated. It's just like the last story on the immigration debate. And we're, John and I, always looking for people who are able to be um, reasonable and yet still compassionate when we talk about immigration, recognizing that every country struggles with issues like this. I mean, that we're not the only country to have people who disagree on what immigration is supposed to look like. But the way we have the debate hopefully can set us apart. Becca McNeil's with us, Immigrant Communities Editor for Christianity T- Christianity Today. She's a native of San Antonio, Texas. Her writing has appeared with the Christian Science Monitor. Monitor. Why can't I talk today? Sojourners, the Texas Trib, the 74 million, and numerous local outlets. Becca, welcome back. Thank you, guys. Hey, Becca, thank you. We, we appreciate your reporting because you essentially are there. I mean, you see the stories, you see the people, you look them in the eyes, and of course, you're following along with the national news as well. So talk to us because there's been conversation this week that the Trump administration is talking about something called the public charge rule. What exactly is that? Yes, that is an effort to... Uh, limit immigration to people who are unlikely to go on any kind of public welfare, whether that's food stamps, housing assistance, um, certain kinds of medical aid. Um, It is an effort to address one of the main arguments against immigration, which is that it creates more burden on 
the system. I see. So people can come into the country, but you've got to be self-sustaining. So no matter what it says on the uh, Statue of Liberty, uh, you better have some money in the bank. I I can tell you just in personal experience, my husband's family is Canadian. That was a big thing in Canada. What's that? The public charge rule? public charge rule, yeah. Is that you, um, you can't, I don't know what it is like now, but years ago when we were investigating whether my in-laws were going to live in Canada or America because they're split, uh, my mother-in-law was born in Canada, um, if you were not able to work, then you couldn't go. You couldn't come here. Right. You couldn't go to Canada. Oh, I see. You could not go to Canada because you were going to be, it was the public charge rule, you were system. going to be a drain on the system, right? So this is a this is a common question that that country's asked. So in Canada, this is just a matter of public policy. Sure. It's just what it is. But in the United States, of course, you know, historically, again, the Statue of Liberty, give us your tired, poor, your huddled masses. Uh, There's a different feel here as far as immigration is concerned. So talk about this. The public charge rule, historically, uh, Becca, is this something that's been enforced or is this something new now that the Trump administration is saying we should go back to this? Um, this is this is going to be relatively new. I, this has been discussed. So the history of U.S. visa granting and a lot there's a lot of discussion on the various stages of immigration. So you want to look at like we're talking about granting visas to family versus marriage. Then you talk about who can become a permanent resident, like who qualifies for a green card, and beyond that, who can then apply for citizenship. And so you can apply the public charge rule or family versus merit at, at any phase of this, um, or you can attempt to. There's going to be immigration lawyers who are going to um, – every single step of that is up for constitutional challenge. And there's no doubt that every move that the administration makes to limit the number of people who can – either come into the country and claim asylum, qualify for visas, or then get their green card and go on to um, obtain citizenship. Any any effort to compress those numbers is going to see challenges in court. Mm-hmm. So um, there's, I'm sure there has been attempts to do similar things along the way because every time the United States has enforced some kind of limit, it has been basically on the basis of who do we want in the country. So they've done limited visas on different countries, different ethnicities. There were health tests you had to pass to get into Ellis Island. That kind of thing has always been around. Um, It's just a matter of at what stage are you trying to apply it. Mm-hmm. So, it, and it depends on how the winds are blowing too. Because immigration is such a contentious issue, now we're looking at all sorts of particulars. While you were talking, I was just googling um, what was going on with Canada and the public charge rule, and I see that mm-hmm. there has been a big change in that regard too. It looks like the Canadian government is pledging more than twenty million dollars in legal aid funding for immigrants and refugees. So now mm-hmm. that the refugee issue is front and center, now it looks like lots of people are going to reevaluate. Right. And a lot of that is, I mean, the obviously people who come here as refugees and asylum seekers are going to be in a quote unquote needier state as far as their physical. But when we're talking about who gets to become citizens, once you are a citizen, you have full claim to the system of welfare and support that we provide to the United States. And so they're going to be a lot more concerned with who gets access to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I see. Okay, so uh, where does this stand then? I mean, this has become a political football, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, I mean, the the legal challenges and chasing this thing through the court system is going to keep us busy for the next year. At but least. I think that's the goal because right. there's an election cycle. And I would guess that as long as the talking point is in play and nothing is decided, it will it will prob- probably remain um, in the bag that politicians can reach into. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think so too because I think that there are again multiple ways of looking at it for people who are working three jobs to get by in America, and they're doing their best in uh, manufacturing jobs that have gone overseas in the last decade. When they hear that someone's going to be able to come into the country and get free aid, that doesn't sit well. No, of course not. And. And you understand that, and then we also have to just be very careful where we're getting our numbers. And I wish I had better numbers on hand, but we, I think it's very, those people who are hurting in our current economy, as we automate more things, um, are also vulnerable to scapegoating. And we need to be careful that we don't, we hold our politicians accountable when they try to say, yes, I voted to send a bunch of jobs overseas. However... Here's, you know, we need to make sure that everybody's got their num- got their numbers right. Sure. Okay. Becca McNeil's with us. Becca is the Immigrant Communities Editor for Christianity Today. So, Becca, let's talk now about uh, the caravan. I mean, a few months ago, the nation was inflamed as, you know, supposedly hundreds of thousands of people were storming the, the borders in Mexico. Um, you're there in San Antonio. What are things like? Have you been out in the community? Sure, sure. Um so the thing about Texas summers is that they're hot mm-hmm. and it slows things down. Um, the stretch of border on both sides um, in Texas and in Mexico is unforgiving in the summer. And so we are going to see a slowdown for a little bit. Now they are, I talked to some border patrol guys down in Del Rio a few weeks ago and they fully anticipate things to pick right back up soon as it gets cool enough for people to make the two and three day walks that they will need to do. Um, I mean, what that, I roll that off my tongue, but I mean, that, that tells you a vital part of this journey that they literally can't do it mm-hmm. when it's this hot. That's how intense this landscape is and how intense this journey is. Um, and so they anticipate that this will continue. Um, one of the striking things has been that as we've as we have compressed the number of refugees, we will admit we're seeing more asylum seekers from around the world who are entering through Chile and Ecuador um, and walking up through Central America, stowing around boats, um, chartering boats, you know, however they can. Um, I met a group of Congolese, a gentleman who had come in through Ecuador and walked and turned themselves into Rio and we're making their way to Portland, Maine. Wow. Wow. And That's a long trip. Yeah. Yeah. I was stunned. And they just told me about their journey. And it was it was stunning. It was like something you would hear about from another century. You, you can't imagine that kind of um, on-foot migration in the 21st century. Yeah. What about um, the Walmart shooting? Um that certainly has had to send repercussions and shockwaves through your community. Talk to us about that. That was um, a very 
jarring and sobering moment. I think El Paso has been so tucked away and so quiet for so long. And for people who don't know, El Paso is notoriously friendly. I love going there. And everybody says like, oh, the people, the people about pretty much everywhere. Truly El Paso is, um, because it's so isolated, it's just been this little kind of border utopia where people didn't think much about, they didn't think about the border in the same way we do. It was very normal for them and um, very real, but very part of their daily lives. And now all of a sudden, I think it's, people are feeling a sense of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm hearing from many, many of my Hispanic friends is that they've always, they've lived their lives knowing that somebody could yell something or somebody could, you know, make a rude gesture or a rude comment or even um, treat them badly in business and whatnot. But to to start thinking of themselves as the, the, it, the impetus for mass violence is a whole different kind of scary and is yeah. making public life scary. Yeah, and it's so, and this has been visited on so many people groups in America so far. I mean, mm-hmm. people who are African-American who go to Bible studies in the South that they were targeted, yep. right? Uh, Jews here in Pittsburgh were targeted. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. People who went to a gay nightclub were targeted. You know, immigrant communities are targeted. It's like who yeah. whoever Who's doesn't next? like a, a some kind of subgroup, right? They're the ones that are going to think of the, the next, you know, splash to make. And, and I have to, I, I don't want to miss the opportunity to say that we need to take seriously the offhanded comments of our friends and neighbors. Not that our friends and neighbors are the next mass shooter, but I think this is leading us all to take seriously the the comments of our friends and neighbors about the effects of these people on our communities. Yes. It's a discourse of how we talk about various communities among us that lead to this. And I think that everybody has a pet group that they like to blame things on or to disparage. And I think that we need to be very vigilant to call each other out on that. I'm into that. Well, Becca, thanks an awful lot. We appreciate your eyewitness and uh, the clarity of your reporting. It's always good to have you with us on air. So thank you. Thank you, guys. Becca McNeil, she's the Immigrant Communities Editor for Christianity Today out of San Antonio, Texas. The following statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Amberin trials tested mild to moderate symptoms. Testimonial is based on 90 days of use. Results may vary. IRI U.S. Mulo, 52 weeks by UPC. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Retton, and I want to talk to you about something I haven't liked to talk about until now, my menopause. All my life, I've had energy, energy to win gold in 84. But when menopause hit me, with the hot flashes and the night sweats, I began to feel sluggish every day. That all changed when I discovered Amberin. Amberin safely relieves 12 menopause symptoms by helping to restore your hormonal balance. Amberin is 100% drug-free, estrogen-free, and clinically tested. Amberin is America's number one menopause relief supplement. Thanks to Amberin, my fear of hot flashes is gone. My sheets aren't soaked every night, and my energy is back. Give Amberin a try and see what it can do for you. It works. It really works. 
Hurry to your Walmart, Walgreens, Target, and other fine retailers nationwide and get Amber in today. When I knock on people's doors, they open up the door and they say, please don't high pressure me. I was high pressured for three, four hours last night. There's a better way to buy windows and doors, and it doesn't involve pressure. Energy Swings Donnie Dara. I'm not here to sell you or to pressure you into anything. I'm here to help you. The first thing I do to help people is to actually listen to them, not tell them how great my company is, my product is. It's to hear what really, really makes them tick and to hear what they really, really need. That's the red carpet experience. The red carpet experience makes sure the spotlight is on you. We make sure that you are in control of the process. We are not pushing you. We are helping you because we do do this every day. But we are arming you with enough information without high pressuring you to make sure that you make the right decision for you, your family, and your home. Mention Word FM for an additional 5% off over and above any other discounts at EnergySwingWindows.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. Hey, Pittsburgh. This month at Calusi Chevrolet, you could qualify for 20% off the MSRP on select models of all new, totally redesigned 2019 Silverado pickup. That's over $10,000 in savings on select Silverado double cab all-stars. The team at Calusi has been serving Pittsburgh for over 100 years, so you can buy with confidence. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. We'll see some patchy clouds around for tonight, low 66. Tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sunshine. A shower or thunderstorm will be in some spots for the afternoon and evening. High tomorrow, 84. Mostly cloudy for the rest of tomorrow night, low 67. And for Sunday, very warm and humid with clouds and some sunshine going up to 89 degrees. With Iraqi Weather Forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. The Friday feature is a segment dedicated to the finer things. Each week we'll give you a few recommendations of fun stuff you might consider that'll get you out of your house and off your screen as your weekend approaches. The Friday feature this week is Little Italy Days in Bloomfield. If you like yourself some cannoli or are longing for pasta, Little Italy Days in Bloomfield are coming up at the perfect time. This weekend, take in the Celebrity Bocce Tournament, the Miss Little Italy competition, or one of the 30 musical acts scheduled to perform. Stop in for a slice or salad or a calzone at my favorite Pizza Italia or... Get a fish sandwich, some capicola, and the best biscotti in town at Donatelli's. Plus, look for street vendors with homemade ravioli, pizzelles, and Italian flags. And I bet there'll be some Italian dancing thrown in. Hmm. It's all Italian, all spectacular, and all free. And we'll probably be roaming around. Are you going? Yeah, I 
think I'll go. Yeah, don't miss Little Italy Days in Bloomfield this weekend. And that's your Friday feature. Get out and enjoy your city. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. What's the difference between happiness and joy? Happiness depends on what happens. Joy depends upon the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. And the only way that you can rejoice always is to rejoice in the Lord because He never changes. Adrian Rogers helps you celebrate the victory this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction, design and build with one company. Nello Construction, full service construction from the ground up. Renovation, expansion, Nello Construction, the choice for churches. See the projects, begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. As parents, you're dedicated to seeing your kids live out God's call for their lives, to enter adulthood with discernment, integrity, biblical values, and the ability to thrive in work that's meaningful, to not only make wise and faithful decisions, but defend them as well. At Cornerstone Prep in West Mifflin, pre-K through 12th grade students thrive in an environment that fosters biblical discipleship and authentic education. Cornerstone Prep, ready for life at cornerstoneprep.net. The return on my investment has been beyond my imagination. I always wanted to be a great dentist, but what I wasn't prepared for is the relationships that I'm able to develop with my patients. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at stockfamilydentistry.com. Have you mixed your pain meds, your sleep meds, your allergy meds? Call the Poison Helpline. Has your child eaten a tube of toothpaste, a chip of paint, a wild mushroom? Call the Poison Helpline. Have you been bitten by a spider, a snake, an insect? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. 1-800-222-1222. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. From the creators of War Room, the Kendrick brothers return to the big screen August 23rd with Overcomer. John Harrison is a frustrated coach questioning his value until he crosses paths with a student struggling on her own journey. Starring Alex Kendrick and Priscilla Shire, the film is rated PG. Visit OvercomerMovie.com. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for being with us here for the Friday edition of The Ride Home. And hey, we've been talking uh, this week about a Netflix series called The Family. And um, listen, I think it's, if you're a believer and uh, you're interested in the, the machinations of politics as well, this is well worth a look. And um, I say so because 
I'm a little skeptical about how the series uh, portrays believers in Washington, D.C. My skepticism aside, it's an interesting series, and it's well told. Now, we talked about this a little earlier this week. I've only seen two episodes of this. But, Mike, uh, you've seen the full series, which is five episodes. Yeah? Yes, it's a five docu-series, and uh, it, it's based on around the guy named Doug Coe. He basically initiated and started the National Prayer Breakfast and his goal was to start the national prayer or uh, expand the national prayer breakfast from America to overseas mm-hmm. to other continents and other nations. Um, the 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 author, Je- I think it's Jeff Scarlett. I yes, think, I think his name. Um, uh, he comes. To, he his perspective is a very negative approach to this whole thing because he thinks it's it's too secretive, and they are using Jesus as a mascot to become powerful mm-hmm. and in the uh, halls of the power in, of in Washington DC. Yes, in the halls of the power of of, uh, of Washington DC. And it's not necessarily about Jesus. It's not necessarily about expanding the kingdom of God. It's about power. It's about who can we have whether it's Donald Trump or a terrorist or anybody from good to from a good person to a bad person, how can we get this person to either believe in Jesus or talk about Jesus and have him become a very powerful icon mm. in politics. Okay, so the more the more potential powerful potentially powerful people we can get to convert, the better off we're all going to be. Yes, yep. Right. So uh, yesterday, the organization, which was known as the Fellowship Foundation, released a statement in response to the Netflix documentary series. Documentary series. The series, of course, looks at the roots and the influence of the group that hosts the National Prayer Breakfast, as Mike just said. And um, they said this. Uh, the Fellowship says, though the Netflix docudrama series mischaracterizes the work of the Fellowship and attempts to portray people of faith in a bad light, We are encouraged by how often viewers are introduced to and challenged by the person and principles of Jesus Christ, which are the core of our mission and message. Perhaps they will also better understand the integrity and transformational impact of this informal network to encourage everyone in a spirit of friendship and reconciliation to love God with all their heart, their soul, and their mind, and to love their neighbor as themselves. And that's the totality of their statement? That's exactly it. Now, again, I think you need to look at any docudrama, documentary, through the lens of those who are producing it. And what is their perspective? The perspective, I believe, even though I've only seen two episodes of the five-episode series, is that clearly the author of the book, The Family, and the producer of the series, The Family, he himself spent 30 days, 30 days living in a house with the family members decades ago. And that experience, for whatever reason, was not a positive experience. Mm -hmm. And he has made, in some ways, a bit of a career talking about those 30-day experience in Washington, D.C. The, the, ju- the thrust of it for me is that this family, the Family Foundation, is secretive. And I believe that they are only secretive in that they do not want to step forward and label themselves as Christ believers with an agenda in Washington, D.C. There's a lot of organizations who go about their work prayerfully quietly but not secretively that i believe is the difference 
I haven't seen the show yet, but I've been following people's response on social media and just on websites like Amazon or um, review sites. And the thing that is coming up over and over and over again is people are saying, wow, you have to watch The Family on Netflix because all of these organizations and corruptions and people that are around they're explaining why things are the way they are. People are saying, okay, I was wondering how Trump ended up as president. Now we know. I don't believe like, that. Like, this is a whole... That's... Okay, you don't believe that, but I'm telling you, there are thousands of people who are watching The Family, and that's what they believe. Because the way the yeah. series is produced, yeah. it's ripe for conspiracy. And it's ripe for those those crazy Christians operating in a secretive mode, pushing their men forward. I believe that the family is ripe for criticism, mm-hmm. but I also believe the family, especially Doug Coe and his sons and the people that are part of this organization, are doing good work in the name of Jesus. Mike, why did you watch it, first off? I I stumbled upon it. I uh, I refreshed my Netflix page, and that was the first thing that came up. You might also enjoy. And yes, right. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I watched a, uh, a trailer of it. I'm like, oh, wow. Christians and politics, this is really interesting. Yeah. And then I, I watched the first like 20 minutes of the first episode, and I I was skeptical. Um, Do you think it's it, worth watching? It's very well produced. It really is well produced. It is worth watching. And like John said, you know, the, the, the author, he did, have a bad ex- he, bit, he did have a bad experience, and you get the negative connotation for, in perspective from him. But there, there are also... Um, there are also men in the family, uh, fellowship brothers, what they would like to call them, um, that um, tell their perspective, and it's not negative. It's it's very, it it is, it's like being in a, if the family is like being in a loving family. Right. So there's there a lot of nuance there. So people right. are different. Right. Okay. okay. What made you want to watch it, John? Well, it's politics and faith. Yeah. I mean, that's you know we we talk about that a lot. I'm always curious about what mainstream media has to say about Christians, especially Christians in the public arena. And something like The Family, the book itself sold very well. So yeah, I want to see that. I mean, something on Netflix, this is not cheesy. It's not some bad, badly produced, badly written thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't agree with the perspective of the the drama, but um, I, I look forward to watching three more episodes. Okay, so Mike's finished it and you have already committed to finishing it? Oh yeah, definitely. I'll watch it this weekend. Really? Without a doubt. Okay, see, that holds no interest to me. Really? No. And here's why. I, to me, it seems like another propaganda arm. And I'm so tired of those right now that I feel like I don't want to watch another one. Hmm. It yeah. doesn't, you know, I, I, I want to stay informed about this. Again, because people are talking about it on social media. So what do you think? Let's find out. The propaganda mm-hmm. aside, though, it is pretty interesting to see how the Christian faith has infiltrated, infiltrated uh, politics. In 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 the White House, I mean, look, there. This country has been filled with Christ followers for you know hundreds and hundreds of years. And from of course, the, you're going to find your right. way into the halls of power. And from right. and from the very beginning, there has been a temptation for all people of faith to link their faith to, to their politics, to their politics, and not just to that, but to a political party. Right. 
I, I see that to a ruling class. I mean, I believe that there could be something could be said to that about the members of the family. But I believe that first and foremost, their faith and their love is in Jesus Christ. Yeah. It forms them as men first or women first, their faith, and then they move forward in their lives. So we talk about this a lot. Whether you're a plumber or a politician, your faith first and all spring right. from that. Yeah, hmm. uh, There's a, uh, a, a review from Vulture on Vulture.com. At the end of it, it says, uh, the family, the one thing that's obvious beyond a doubt is that one former family member puts it, Jesus in Capitol Hill don't mix, which is true. He's saying this is the, this is what's in the in the uh, connotation here, which is true. But it's also something most people will likely know before they hit the Netflix play button. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're not going to learn that watching but, it. You're right. gonna you're gonna right. Okay. Well, while we're talking about propaganda. Um, if you're interested in the the view of Christians or the I would say the fight going on between liberal and conservative in the media, um, go to Slate.com today and check out the audio transcription of uh, a meeting that went on in the New York Times yesterday. Um, New York Times meeting was called by the editor and um, with all the staff and someone recorded it. Of course. Thank goodness. <laughs> Someone recorded it and then released the whole audio and then it was transcripted by the people at Slate. And you can you can read it. It's a long read. It took me about an hour to get through it this morning. Um, so if it's not your thing, I get that. But if you're interested in how major media outlets are starting to cover things um, related to conservatives and liberals, it's definitely worth the read. Um, just a couple takeaways I, I can give you. I think the first thing that I got from reading it is that the editor of the New York Times and those in power there were so shocked that the Mueller report didn't yield anything um, that they really were stumped. Let's dig for more. They just, you know, they there were two Pulitzer Prizes that were given to the, to the Times about their um, investigation into issues surrounding that and the Russian collusion story. And when it didn't yield anything... It just seemed to make the the New York Times leadership flummoxed. And so they apparently, according to what I've read, appears that they are going to follow not the Russia collusion story anymore, but they're going to follow the story of the president as a racist. Right. That's what was disclosed in that meeting yesterday. And it just makes me think, why are you determining what what your newspaper is going to do next? How about just paying attention to what's happening in the news and covering it. I don't know how we ended up crossing over from it being a reporting arm to Pravda. Well, all the news that's fit to print, right? So they've gone from being journalists to now they are opinion makers and advocates for a particular left-leaning worldview. It's it's nutty. The second thing is the – I would say that the editor – I can't think of his name. I'm sorry. Uh, Banquet? I don't know. Banquet? B-A-N-Q-U-E-T or don't Something like that. Bokeh, maybe? Anyway, he leans left, apparently, but he is a moderate compared to everybody else in that room. Mm. I mean, I felt like he was holding off a pack of wild dogs reading that transcript. It seems like the staff writers he have are absolutely ready to run him out because he doesn't hate Trump enough. Dean Baguette. Oh, there you go. Yes. The, he's not... 
he's not enough of a protester for them. And they're constantly saying, look, our readers want us to stand up against X, Y, or Z, the president most especially. And he's saying, wait a minute, he's trying to hold them back. And I'm, I'm telling you, you read this and you think, really, there is so little nuance in their perspective on politics in America right now. It's shocking. And that leads right into the third thing, which is he's telling the editor, Dean, is telling his staff writers to be careful what they're doing on Twitter. He's saying you have to remember that when you're tweeting something, just because you're not looking at somebody in the face doesn't mean that your name in the New York Times is not attached to your tweet. It's like he's talking to a bunch of seventh graders. It's what we continue to tell our kids all the time, right? Except he's talking to grown adults who have a job of great import in America. And he's basically saying, you guys are acting like a bunch of adolescents on Twitter, and you're attaching the moniker of the New York Times to whatever you're saying. Plus, he said, how about not carrying out your own fights with each other online? It made me truly despair for social media so, because these are supposed to be the adults in the room, right? And they're acting. Social media has caused us all to act like we have no standards and no filter. So President Trump is right. No matter what you say about President Trump, the hashtag fake news is a reality. There's no doubt about say, that. I hate to say that. I but don't. After I, reading this, I was. I thought, really, this is the most balanced perspective you guys can come up no, with. No, no, no. The New York Times is no longer the the record, the paper of record. It's tragic, right? It is far left leaning. The problem is, if you want your news and you're looking for just solid journalism, the truth, the truth now has become essentially almost impossible to find, because whether you're reading what, Slate or Vox or whatever, you have to look through the lens. Just like you know, we were talking about the Netflix series, you look through the lens who is producing. This is our lens, right? Here we are as conservative Christians. This is our news. This is our lives. This is our reality. You go to some other news source, you've got to be sure what you know about them first before you see what their filter is all about. If you want to read more about this, there's a great Washington Examiner piece by Byron York today, or you can go right to the source material. I think that's the best. Go to Slate.com. We'll take a break. Come back. We'll get a smidge more ahead for this Friday edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. Stick around. The Steelers, Penguins, and Pirates are successful sports teams because they have a plan and they stick to it. Before their games even start, they know what they want to do and how they're going to do it. The same is true in retirement. Do you have a game plan or are you just going to wing it when that day comes? I'm Ethan Lane, Associate Advisor at Accurate Solutions Group, where we strictly focus on retirement planning. We help people retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. Give our team a call now to start building your own retirement blueprint. 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Don't be unprepared. At Accurate Solutions Group, we can help build you a plan to get you to and through retirement successfully. 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Hey, Pittsburgh, if you've been thinking about a new car, truck, or crossover, now is the time to visit Calusi Chevrolet with the all-star open house event in full swing 
Calusi has great savings on their entire lineup, including Equinox and Trax. All month long, you can qualify for 0% APR financing for up to 60 months, plus $750 down payment assistance on select models. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that when something belongs to you, you'll work to make it the best it can be. That's why every OMF employee is also an owner. From the factory to the sales floor to the delivery team, being an owner means that we take pride in all that we do. Each of our employee owners has a customer-first focus to provide not only a better mattress, but a better mattress shopping experience. Visit a location near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. This AccuWeather Ready Storm Preparedness Tip is brought to you by Duracell. During a power outage, it's important to prepare for any electric complication that may arise within your home. Install carbon monoxide detectors with battery backup in central locations on each level of your home. This will ensure you and your family members will remain protected and secure until the power returns. When you trust Duracell, there's no such thing as a power outage. Available at the Home Depot. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. The return on my investment has been beyond my imagination. I always wanted to be a great dentist, but what I wasn't prepared for is the relationships that I'm able to develop with my patients. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Pittsburgh Restaurant Week is wrapping up. Very nice. There are all sorts of specials all over town uh, tonight, tomorrow night. So make sure you look online for those. Okay, so do you have a restaurant you want me to go first? You want to... um, Well, I can go first. There are a couple I thought of that I haven't talked about yet. Couple. Um, yeah, a couple. I just, okay, you yeah. know, there's a lot of places you like. You. Um, How about an outdoor place? Uh, okay, good idea. Um I mentioned this in passing yesterday, but Andorra in Swickley on Mount Nebo Road has an absolutely beautiful patio. Oh, really? It has a fountain in the middle. It's just very nicely set up. Is it covered? It's not covered. There's a portion of it that's covered and a portion of it that's uncovered. So you kind of have the best of both, depending on if it's really sunny or if it's raining or something like that. But it's a really nice space. And they have this grilled salmon salad. With these like toasted pecans on top, that yeah, is a good. plus. So yeah, that's my favorite for out for Excellent. outdoor dining. I think very nice. Um, I love Italian food, and there are so many great Italian restaurants mm-hmm. here in the city of Pittsburgh. But I believe my favorite is a place called Piccolo Forno uh, on Butler Street in, in Lawrenceville. Lawrenceville. Have you been there? I have. And you can I eat outside there on the street corner. Love it there. Me too. Uh, they build themselves, uh, for whatever that means, as rustic Italian. But man. Which means really good salad and Hard, great crusty bread, bread. Right. And really good wood fired pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, when I'm in the mood for that's Italian, a great idea. I want to go there. Yeah, that's a pick great call. Pick That's a great call. And it's not that expensive. No. And it's really worth it. I think so too. How about El Campesino? I mentioned this oh, a couple yeah, weeks yeah, ago yeah. on McKnight Road. I stumbled in there. It's part of our Friday feature. A couple There's weeks several ago. of those. 
I only know the one on McKnight. Yeah, there's several around town. Well, let me tell you, I was in uh, sending something FedEx. Yeah. It's in the same plaza as FedEx on McKnight. And I needed some food. I was meeting my family downtown and I needed to grab something I could take. And so I went in there and I didn't know anything about it. I thought, okay, they had fish tacos. You know how I like to try fish oh, taco yes, wherever do. I go. I got three fish tacos. I got rice and beans, chips, and I took off. Nice. Those fish tacos were so delicious. Were they? Listen to me. I am fussy when it comes to fish tacos. They were awesome. <laughs> I love the rice and beans. I love the chips. The salsa was serviceable. It was great. I really loved it. Very good. El, Camp- El Campesino. El Campesino. I on think McKinney there's l- at least three of those around town. It's also not, it's not large dollars. No, no. It's and not. there's no frills. I mean, and Mexican it's food. just really good food. Excellent. So what about, um, you know, there's a, like a, a portion of Pittsburgh now. Is it Beachview that is like, you know, become Hispanic? There's a lot of small, yeah, yeah. really interesting restaurants up on the boulevard there. Right. So we have a friend who yeah. has told us about. Horatio. Yeah, Horatio has mentioned a couple places up there. He's taking me to a couple places up well, there. Well, he hasn't taken me to well, any of those places. Well, I want to get places. up there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what anyway, I hope that you have a little bit of time, a little extra cash. Go out there this week. How about if you're also thinking about uh, outside dining, try the Pines Tavern. Oh, nice. In okay. the northern edge of North Park. Very nice. What a, You want to talk about a lovely patio, especially at night. Go How about there. the Greek place on Ellsworth Avenue? Oh, the... Um, yeah, yeah. It's been there forever. What's it called? I don't know. Right across from where the elbow room used to be, I right? I can't think of what it's called. Anyway, have a great weekend. Eat well. Stay safe. We'll see you Monday, God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.